0: Welcome to the City Hills Podcast. My name is Aubrey Weldon, and I'm sitting here with our lead pastor, Mitch Rose. Hey, brother. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Well, this week uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but I mean, what good church plan doesn't? Yeah, no big man. And, you know? Yeah. Uh, but we have a special treat for you, a little supplement of uh, week three of Mind Monsters, which has been a huge, huge hit uh, with, our, with our church. And so uh, this week's going to be something a little special. We're going to take, you know... Uh, the lemons that were given to us, we're going to make some really good lemonade. There you go, man. Yeah, this series really has been life-changing for so many people. and I know we
1: say that often, and you sort of lose sight of that, but um, I had someone just, just this week that reached out and said, man, you, you don't know uh, sort of our story, and there was a relative who just really had uh, a tough situation uh, for many, many years, had battled just um, mind monsters of you know addiction and fear and, and and this series is really just liberating for them and they hadn't missed a week and i think that's so cool man um you know you just never know uh, what god's going to do with um with what it is that you're preaching but we we uh we know that uh i, I do know god was uh was certainly using you know this weekend especially uh, to talk to people talk about stress so b- big topic
0: yeah, and just a bit of a recap of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, those mind monsters, if if you're just joining us for the first time. Those mind monsters are those those creepy crawly things that kind of destroy our peace and take away our joy, interrupt our dreams and and, and disrupt our relationships. There's those uh those things, you know, kind of in our mind that are uh inaccurate assumptions, uh fearful imaginations, insecurities, anger, worry. Uh, stress, z- sadness, uh, despair, guilt. Yeah, 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 all, yeah, all those. Yeah, exactly, those, those creepy crawly things. And uh, you kind of been camping around the, the thought of 2 Corinthians 10 and 5.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we said, uh, you know, the theme verse was uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ, that's the whole, man, that's the crux of this whole thing. If uh, if we can decide how to uh, take our thoughts captive and make them obey what it is God says about us and not what you know the world says not what not what the enemy would plant in our minds not what those mind monsters are trying to tell us but what God says about us God says we're free and God says we can have joy and God says we can have peace and God says He's working it out for our good and so we're going to make those things uh, obey that so yeah we're talking about stress um, this week and it's really interesting you know preparing for this. Uh, I looked at a couple of studies, they're actually stress institutes uh, in America, believe that or not, and it said this, 44% of all Americans say that they have more stress today than they did five years ago, and one out of five of those say they have extreme stress, or stress that uh, sort of manifests itself physically, you know, your heart's racing, you're shaking, you've got blood pressure rising, you're not sleeping good, and then it sort of feeds into this last statistic I found really interesting, and that is 60% of all illnesses and diseases are stress-related. 60% Sixty percent of all illnesses and diseases are, are stress related, and so I thought, man, if that's if that's true, it's 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 killing us. It's literally killing us. Um, so we just sort of talked about where that comes from, and and I think there's a lot of places stress comes from. Uh, relationships is is a, a big one that relation, that that stress comes from. And matter of fact, uh, after this series, after this weekend, this weekend's our final Mind Monsters. Then we November the thirteenth, we kick off. Uh, a brand new uh, huge series called My Crazy Family, great time to bring somebody to church, uh, that person you've been praying about and inviting to church, this is a great series, we're talking about families and relationships, uh, conflict or marriage or not being married or deadlines or legal problems or what's going on in the world or divorce or your job, or lack of your job or illness, <laughs> you know, we said you get, you get sick, and you get stressed about that and then you get sick because you're stressed out and it's just they feed one another or maybe unresolved sin you know stuff in your life the fact is jesus said this was going to happen john 16 he said i've told you these things so that in me you may have peace that in this world you will have trouble so here's that promise that we don't really love to hang on to but it, nevertheless it's it's just the fact of, of this world in this world you'll have trouble he said but take heart because i've overcome the world so God's solution, Aubrey, is, is not always, and here's what we said, it's not always to take you out of the situation. It's to give you peace inside of the situation. It's to sort of give you the thing inside of your stress to be able to deal with it. Matter of fact, Psalms 34 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And we said, and a lot of times people come to God and, and they say, Man, you know, I, I thought once I got saved, I, you know, my stress would go away, all this, was, you know, things would get better, my marriage would get better, my kids would start living right Obeying me, they would go to bed on time. They would, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't talk back. Everything would be perfect. My spouse would be a totally different person. Uh, they'd give me a, a raise on my job. Everything would just work out when I got saved. And the fact is, Psalm thirty-four says many of the afflictions of the righteous. He said, save people deal with this. And that uh, afflictions is an interesting word. That's it's actually an Assyrian uh, word for torture. And what would the the the, the literally the word would would be. Describing a form of torture where they would stand you up on a pole and they would tie you to the pole and they would put rocks around you. They would pile rocks on top of you and around you until they literally crush you. And and that's sort of what stress feels like a lot of times. That if you know, if you put one more thing on me, if there's one more thing sort of piled up against me, I'm just gonna die. I'm just I'm just I'm not gonna be able to make it. So he said, Hey look, instead of giving you, you know, practical things about what to do to handle stress, everybody knows that. Get a massage or take a vacation or or uh, use some essential oils or something, you know, something to escape. Put on some good worship music, whatever. I, I said, you know what? Instead of some practical stuff about how to deal with that, what have we talked about? Just the principles that uh, would apply to whatever it is that you're going through, whatever, however your stress arrives to you. And uh, and so that's that's exactly what we did. And we sort of took that um, that the, the theme from Psalm 62. David is writing, and he says. And Psalm 62 and 5, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him, and He alone is my rock and my salvation. And He's my fortress, and I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He's my mighty rock and my refuge. And so trust in Him at all times, O people, and pour out your hearts to them, for God is our refuge. And so we said that, you know, that's sort of what church is. It's that refuge place. It's that place you can come to and you can pour your heart out to God. You can... You can you know, find salvation. You can, you can find hope here. It's that fortress here. But we said that church, is, it, while it's a good time, it's the best time for you to find that. It can't be the only time. You've know, you got to have another place in your life where you go and, and, and manage that stress. You've got to have something to do Monday through Saturday. You've got to have a tool where you can sort of filter all that stress through. Psalm 62 and 5 continues like this. He says, low-born men are but a breath, or, or average men are but a breath. Their lives are just They're here and then they're gone. And then the highborn are but a lie. He said, the people you think are successful, they think they have it all together, you think that you know everything's working in there. That's a lie. It's not really true. They're not really happy. He said, if they're weighed on a balance, they are nothing, and together they're only a breath. So he sort of says, look, it doesn't really matter if you're an average Joe that's working fifty hours a week trying to keep it all together. Or you're born and, and, and man, you you've made something out of your life you're successful, you went to college, you got big house, big cars, everything looks happy on the outside. He said, when you put both of them in the same balance, they're both nothing, and they're both, their lives are still just a breath. In other words, our time is still limited. It really doesn't matter what you have or don't have in this world. Our time is still limited. And then he finishes that with this. He says, do not trust in extortion or take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, don't set your heart on them. So he said there's two things in this passage that, that, that David really pointed to and said, here's the two culprits of, of, of stress. And so we sort of we dove into those uh, two culprits of here, here's the two things. If we can get these under, you know, our feet and sort of get our handle on these two areas that we may can handle some of the stress in our life.
0: Yeah. And you took that, that part where it says, you know, that our life is but a breath and you illustrated that to be the first culprit of stress is, is time.
1: Yeah. Time. So I really think, you know, the fact, the fact is I don't think we're ever going to deal with our stress effectively if we can't deal with how we manage our time. The world that we live in is so fast paced. And I really think that the, you know, if you sort of take all of your stresses and put them, you know, in a couple of baskets, I think relationships is one. That's why we're going to preach about it in my crazy family in a couple of weeks. But then I think the other two, you know, I think everything can probably fall in, in either in either time or or money. And time is sort of that that big one that says, I love the imagery. He said, look, if you put your life in a balance, you know, it's sort of found wanting. It reminded me of a story in Daniel chapter five in the Old Testament. the the king, King Belshazzar, is throwing a party, and he, they had just plundered Jerusalem, and had plundered the temple, and they'd actually taken all of the, uh, the dinnerware out of the temple. They had a thousand cups, gold and silver chalices, cups that they had stolen from the temple in Jerusalem and they were throwing this huge party and king belshazzar was there and he was he was sort of this is nebuchadnezzar's son and he's he's having this this wild out of control party and they're drinking wine out of these cups that they'd stolen from god's house in jerusalem and then the bible says this out of the blue this hand sort of appears at this party and in, in my head it's like the adams family you know what i mean like this kind of comes out of the box starts writing on the wall i don't i don't exactly know what that looked like or or what it was but here's what it says in daniel 5 and 25 so Daniel's like uh he's 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 living in the house of of Belshazzar the, the king there and he's he's been there for a while, he has influence there. This is Daniel, the lion's den Daniel, you know, that guy that prays to God and and um, and so they, they call for Daniel to say, Hey, can you interpret what this is, what this writing is on the wall? We can't interpret it. So Daniel five twenty five he says, This is the inscription that's written. This is Daniel talking. And the words are many, many tekel parson, which and, and here's what here's what they mean. He said, "They mean that God has numbered your days of your reign and has brought it to an end. It means that you've been weighed and found uh, wanting. Your your life has been weighed on the scales and found wanting. And then it means that your kingdom, Belshazzar, your kingdom is divided and given to another kingdom, the Medes and Persians." He said, "There's three things that this means. That this is this is what God is sort of saying uh, to this king. Uh, the, the first thing he's saying is that you know what I mean. Your, your days are numbered, and that your life is out of balance, and it's going to cost you something." and when I, when I thought about sort of our lives, I can see that, that sort of warning to God. Now, obviously not, not the same thing. You know, we're not we're not throwing a wild party and stealing stuff out of God's temple. But I do think the warning is the same, and it's this. Our days are numbered. We only have so much time. And, and if we're asked the people around us to be honest, if you were to weigh our lives out, they're way out of balance. They just are. And if we're not careful, it's going to cost us something. Um, it may not cost us our kingdom, you know, like like it did Belshazzar, but it's going to cost us our family, our marriage, our health, uh, our sanity. You know, it's it's going to it's going to cost us. We got to get a got to get a handle on our time. We we got to get things back in uh, balance. We got to prioritize. We got to sit down with our spouse. We got to sit down with somebody that loves us and say, "Look, you got to help me get my time in balance. It's stressing me out. My stress is coming because I'm doing too much and I can't keep doing all that I'm doing." So we gotta focus on how we spend our time if we're gonna get our stress under control.
0: And that's so good. Um, So we gotta focus on our time. And then the second culprit, culprit that you brought up from Psalm sixty-two was our riches, or, or in other terms, our money.
1: Our money. Yep. Absolutely. Nothing fights like money fights. Nothing. Money destroys companies and marriages and kingdoms and countries. Money is. Uh, Is sort of that if you if you were to look man, the number one cause of divorce in America is is money money fights And if we're not getting a a handle on how we spend our money and looking at our money um, How we save it where it's going what's happening uh, in our money and here's what here's what David said He said look if you if you can't trust in that you you can't put your faith in that It's just too much Paul would say this to in 1st Timothy 6. He would say godliness with contentment is great gain Verse 7, he says, we brought nothing into the world and we can't take anything out of it. But if we have no food, I'm sorry, if we just have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. And those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. That's some hard, that's some hard preaching. For the love of money, this is sort of that misquoted passage of the Bible. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It didn't say money is. It said people who are in love with money and the pursuit of money that all kinds of evil sort of have their root in that love of money. And some people, the Bible says, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. He said, there's a lot going on in this world that you can trace back to just how we handle our money, how we handle our time, how we handle our money, how we handle our time, how we handle our money. So I thought, you know, how could I give you some practical ways to sort of handle your time and your money? How could we sort of look back and go, okay, God, what do I do with that? And I really couldn't come up, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't come up with, you know, just the practical ways, because it's different for everybody. Some people need to go through financial peace university and and you know, our next Connect Group Semester will offer financial peace. And some people need to sit down with a counselor, you know, some people need to need to get their time, some need to sit down with their spouse. It's it's different for everybody. So here's what I thought. I thought instead of giving you some practical stuff, what I gave you some principles from God's word, just three things. And I think if you'll live this way, then we can get our time and our money under control. Just some principles from God's Word. We can live this way, and we can get our stress under control.
0: Yeah, and so the first of those those three principles, uh, in order to get our, our time and our money under control, that first principle is to live with a sense of purpose and urgency.
1: Purpose and urgency, absolutely. I think as it relates to our time and our money, we've got to learn how to, how to live with purpose and urgency. In other words, uh, another way to say it is this. When you know what you're on this earth to do, it's easier to say yes to certain things and no to other things. If I know my purpose, then I can make time decisions and money decisions based on whether it fits into my purpose or not. If, in fact, my life is just a breath; if, in fact, you know, I I I've only got a few years left, and I think that we that we do, you know, in in sort of light of eternity, then let's get let's get on purpose. You know, let's let's urgently start living our lives doing the thing that God's called us to do one of the things I think that our church one of the greatest gifts I think we give you know our, our church is that we know our purpose here. Our purpose is really simple we say it a lot you know we, we want you to know God. we want you to find freedom. we want you to discover your purpose and make a difference that's what we're here for. We want people to know God and follow him fully. We want people to find freedom from their past and settle their yesterdays. We want people to get on the growth track and discover their purpose you know and, and decide man this is this is what I'm passionate about this is what God created me to do. And then join a team, get on you know, get get on that growth track and start making a difference. Nothing will make your life make more sense than when you're serving other people. If you start serving on a team and you create a space where other people's eternity can be changed, there's nothing that will lower your stress level like knowing, man, I just helped, you know, change eternity. I just helped change the eternal destiny of somebody. I just created an environment where that happened. You can do that. Matter of fact, you can do that this coming up Sunday. We have a step one of, of growth track. Again, I think it's one of the greatest gifts we give our church is that we just have a clear path. This is what we're on earth uh, to do. So you got to find that. Everybody's got to find the thing they're on earth to do. I I found this quote and I love this. Said the wisdom of life consists of the elimination of the non-essentials. The wisdom of life consists of the elimination of the non-essentials. In other words. You, you'll start saying things like, I, I'm so, I, I can't do that. Like, I, I, can't, I can't spend money on that. I can't go there. I can't do that. It's not because any of those things are wrong. It's because they don't contribute to my purpose. And I'm going to lower my stress by living my life on purpose, living it on purpose. And, and so we said, you know, the, the best way to, to sort of do that is praying this prayer, Psalms 39 and 4. David said, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be and remind me that my days are numbered. And remind me how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. and My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, it's just a breath. He said, God, remind me of that. That's a prayer. I, a matter of fact, let me just encourage you. I want you to pray that every day you wake up. God, remind me that my days are numbered. And in light of that, Help me to live my life on, with, with purpose and urgency. Help me to get on purpose and do it with all of my heart. I think I think our stress will lower
0: down when we're able to say
1: no to the things that don't contribute to our purpose. That's the first thing.
0: Yeah, the first thing is purpose and urgency. And the second thing that you hit on was to put first things first.
1: Put first things first. That's exactly right. Man, I, you can do a lot of things. This world offers a lot of things, man. I can do a lot of sports and fishing and social media, reading, traveling, writing, whatever it is. But here's what I decided to do. I'm going to put God first. Then I'm going to put Brandy. Then I'm gonna put Hazel and Henry, my babies, and I'm gonna put you, our church, and then if everything else fits into it, well, then then praise God for that. You know, I'll 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 do that. But I, I've just decided I, if I'm going to be able to live a stress a, a life that is lower in stress, I'm gonna have to learn how to put first things first. If I'm gonna get my money and my time in order, I gotta learn how to put first things first. Psalms 90 and 12 says again, it says it's some of the same language. He said, "Teach us to number our days, and recognize their are few." and help us to spend them as we should. So so now David takes it a step further with God. He says, God, don't just help me to recognize that I don't have a long time. Teach me what to do with the time I got left. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus answered that. He said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, talking about God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and then all of these things will be added to you. He said, if you'll do that first, if you'll put God first, put God first in your money. I, you know, we, we didn't talk about money specifically, but I'm going to be honest with you, Aubrey, I, I, you know, we put God first in our income. That's what tithing is. It's saying, God, this first part belongs to you. And then the first part of my time and, and the first part of my day is, is devotion, my quiet time with God. The first part of my week, it's why we go to church on Sunday. It's why church is so important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up my whole week for success. I'm going to put first things first. So, so the first one is you got to live with urgency and purpose. And then I think we, we'll get our time and our money. If we'll put God first in those two things, we can lower our stress. Level with time and money.
0: Yeah, so like you just said, live with purpose and urgency. And then second is to put first things first. Set those priorities in your life. And I think this third one is probably one of the the biggest home runs that, of this whole series is is to keep my heart set on heaven. Keep my heart set on heaven. That's exactly right. Our, our musicians are coming right now. No one's no one's <laughs> me.
1: Just so you know, keep my heart set on heaven. This this is so. You know, th- th- I think this helped me more than than anybody else in the room, bro. And 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 that is just this. You and I have to lower our expectations of earth. We have to lower our expectations of earth. And here's what that means. I really believe, and this is probably an unpopular thing to say, but I think it's an Americanized gospel that says that we can have everything that heaven has here on earth you know we can sort of everything on life can just work out everything can just get better if i'll just come church more if i'll just do all the stuff i'm supposed to do if i'll if i'll be a good person if i'll tithe if i'll put god first if i'll pray if i'll read my if everything if i just get it all together then i can have everything heaven has everything will work out here all of my stress will go away everything will just be will just be perfect and the truth is that's a lie it's just it's just not true we can have a good life we can have a blessed life city hills believe we 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 preach that abundant life probably more than anybody you've ever heard. It's, it's, man, it's, it's our heartbeat that there's more to this life. You can have a you can have an abundant, power-filled life, but it's still not heaven. Earth is never intended to be heaven. And if you raise your expectation of earth that everything's gonna work out here, you're gonna stay stressed out. You're gonna stay stressed out because when something goes wrong, when things don't work out, when you lose someone, when you lose a job, when you lose you know someone you love, when, when divorce comes, when sickness comes, when death comes then, then you're, the stress that mounts up with that is because your expectation of earth is, I thought this was going to work out. But if you'll live in light of eternity, if I'll keep my heart set on heaven, then you go, you know what? I, I knew this what I knew I knew earth was not supposed to be heaven. I knew everything wasn't going to be resolved here. However, I got hope of somewhere else. I got hope of something better than this. And here's, here's sort of where we ended. This, this line has, has helped me so much just this week. We said this, that Jesus offers more than a better now. He offers a better place. He offers more than a better now. He offers a better place. The disciples come to Jesus in John 14, and they ask Him, you know, He's preaching the Mind Monster series, at least that's what I think He's doing, and so He's preaching about stress, and they said, Jesus, how do we handle our stress? What do we do? How do we handle this? In John 14, Jesus said, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Well, that's encouraging. He said, You believe in God, believe also in Me. Again, super encouraging, faith-filled. And then listen to what He does in verse 2. He says, In my Father's house are many rooms, or another translation, said, many mansions. If it were not so, would I not have told you? that I'm going there to prepare a place for you that where I am, you can be also. So the, the first thing he says when they go, God, how do we deal with our Jesus? What do we do with our stress? He says, listen, don't let your hearts be troubled. And if I'm Jesus, I'm thinking he's going to gather them all around. He's going to pray for them. He's going to say, guys, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to work it out. I'm God. I'm going to work everything out. And he doesn't do that. Here's what he does. He points to heaven. He says, guys, don't let your hearts be troubled there's a better place there's a better place there's a better place coming so sort sort of my, my last encouragement to you is as you deal with stress you that mind monster of stress that can weigh you down that affliction that comes to you that feels like they're piling rocks on top of you here's my encouragement you got to live with purpose and urgency get on the growth track do it this sunday get on the growth track i'm not just telling you that cuz i want you to belong to this church i do we 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 think we think this is a great church we think we'd love to have you a, a part of the team here but you got to you got to find out What you're on earth to do. In Growth Track we help you sort of discover that purpose. Just ask you a couple of questions. Say, man, what are you passionate about? What's God calling you to do? Get on a team and live with urgency. Get up every week saying, man, I get to serve people. I get to help create environments where people meet Jesus and their lives would be changed. Live your life every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Live it with purpose and urgency, urgency. Put first things first. I'd look at my budget and I'd look at my schedule. Sit down across the table with your spouse or somebody you love, somebody you trust, and say, you're going to have to help me with my time and my money. I want to put first things first. I want to put God first in my finances. I want to put God first in my time. i got time for everything else, and I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have a quiet time with you. i got to put first things first. And then the last thing is when you've done all that, the best way I know to handle stress is to lower your expectation of earth. Look around at all the things in your life that don't seem to be going right, and realize this is not this is not the end of the story. While 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 Jesus can give me a better now, He offers more than a better now. He's offered you and I a better place, and that's heaven. So let me pray for you. Just sort of right where you are. Uh, let, let me let me end this time together uh, in prayer. Father, I just thank you for every person who's uh, listening to the podcast today, and um, whether they were there this weekend or, or whether they're just catching up in this message series. Got to recognize that. We live in a world that's full of stress, and there's there's people that are listening to this podcast right now, in our community and around around the, the world who know what it's like to feel the weight of the world just piled up. Literally, I feel like if you put anything else on me, uh, I'm gonna, I, I just I can't I can't take it anymore. I'm I'm gonna die. That afflictions that that you know that torture of stress. Father, I pray for relief. I pray that you would help us to order our steps, help us to arrange our lives, help us to live with purpose and urgency. Help us get our time and money uh, really, really under the umbrella of, uh, does this fit in my purpose, and am I urgent about living my purpose? Help me to put first things 1st Help me to put God first in everything that I do, everything that I do, every decision. And then when when I do all that, and I I get it all together, and I do the best that I can, help me keep heaven at the forefront of my mind. Help me keep heaven in the forefront of, of, let me lower my expectation of what this earth is ever going to be, and keep my eyes set on heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. So glad you're here today. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. A few next steps. Uh, Growth track starts this weekend. If you're new to City Hills, you say, "Man, I just want to get on a team here. I want to I want to start serving here. I, I just want to get connected." Our membership and and dream team process. So how you connect to City Hills is called Growth Track. It happens immediately after church. Just just one hour long. We have lunch and childcare provided, and uh, it's just two weeks. So uh, November the sixth and thirteenth, right after church, just two steps, and 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 that's it, man. Nothing no, no long drawn out. Uh, Process, But we'd love to have you. You can sign up online, cityhillstx.com backslash growth track, and you can get signed up, get all the details for growth track. I'd love to see you there. Can't wait to see you this weekend, the final week of
0: Mind Monsters. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next week.